Hello, Doug. And happy mid-April to you, Karen. You know, I have no idea what month it is anymore. Well, I paused because I had to think really hard. I, mean, I don't even I don't even know what year it is anymore. Certainly not what month. Definitely don't know the year. I can't blame the pandemic for like the month. Like I was I, like, it was kind of like, okay, I like kind of knew where we were in the pandemic. But now that I'm working again for a monthly magazine, my like, my months are completely fucked up. Yeah, I don't... Uh... I don't have any argument there. I just think we're all in, in like our own hamster wheels. Yes, that I'm definitely on the hamster wheel. Oh, yes, I am. So where are you know, we? I'll yeah. tell you where we are where in are our we? writer's room hamster wheel. And yeah. they can't get off it either. Because <laughs> we're on season seven episode. I don't know. It's 15. 15. Fiddling on the roof. Yep. And, and you will know. What that title actually refers to by the end of this podcast. Yes, yes, yes. So, um... Well, okay. okay. I have things to say. But <laughs> I do I, I'm going to start with... I'm going to start with a positive observation. Okay. This episode is is good in at least one way. And that is... It's not all about Eve again. Yeah, actually, Eve is a footnote. Right, really. she's there. We don't ignore her. We, she comes up a couple times, but it's not all about Eve. Thank God. I also feel like this particular episode, there were nods to the madcap Melrose of, say, season two or season three. In some ways. And I think what bothers me a little is that and I'll get into it a bit more. I'm not sure I can articulate it that well, but it's like they're chasing the shadow of like the height of Melrose with some of the the madcap stuff mm-hmm. you're thinking of. Yep. But they can't grab. They can't, it, they can't grab. Right? Yeah, they can't exactly. The magic is gone. Yeah. The magic is gone. They can't get. They can't get. It. And you can. And see so them. we see the strings. Yes, and they're yeah. working so hard. And yeah. I think that was the thing too. You can actually kind of like see the sweat on the brows like you can see how hard they're working to grab that bit of magic again from like the early seasons of them of those madcap and moments. it's so forced yeah it's very forced and they just can't do it no so guys let us walk you through how they fail <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're stick with us we're going to tell you all the ways they failed um i don't even remember it, it, it opens with michael right yeah so we left off. Jane is still in Chicago with Alex, and they're kissing. He kissed her, and she kisses him back. And we don't know what happened afterward. And now we pick up, and it's apparently now the wedding day. And Which Michael is, is yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Michael is walking some flowers over to Jane's door with a welcome back sign. And all of a sudden, Jane's parents show up who I want to point out are also Sid's parents. Not that they mention Sid at all in this episode. Um, and Jane is not with them. And they're like, yeah, Jane didn't get on the plane with us. Uh, we thought maybe she was already here. <laughs> which is a little odd, but okay. Um, yeah, and then there was a slight nod to Sid, which was, I hope she's okay. And the slightly panicked look in the mom's face, like, did I lose another child? Oh, I didn't think that was a Sid thing at all. I just thought that was a shit happens to everyone in Melrose, especially Jane <laughs> on the show. <laughs> no, I was, I chalked that one up to Sid. 
that's better than just they're bad parents. So Michael yeah. thinks he knows where she is, and he calls Alex, who is still in Chicago because he's in that friend's apartment layout, which is where he and Jane were doing all the work in Chicago and apparently where they had their one-night stand eight years earlier before the first wedding. And he's just kind of smug about maybe Jane's not in LA. Maybe she missed the flight. We were up late celebrating. And then he just hangs up and the parents come in and and are like, we still don't know where she is, basically. <laughs> but we, then we find out where Jane is. Yeah, Jane, <laughs> she's with Amanda. <laughs> Jane is in a hotel room, apparently five minutes from the block with Amanda. Um, and she called Amanda to come over. She's day drinking. And she's, yeah, she's, and it's like not champagne. It's like something brown. And she's like really downing it. And she's like, I can't see Michael. And I was with Alex and it made me question things. And I'm confused. And she's like, I kissed him, but I really kissed him. And Amanda's like, oh, so you slept with him. And she's like, no, I just kissed him and nothing more. But it made me think about it. And, um, Amanda's like trying to reassure her. I loved Amanda's reassurance, which was we all have the one that we sleep with before our weddings, and then we just forget it, forget about them and get married. There's a lot of wedding advice for someone who had all of the worst weddings I've ever seen on a television series. <laughs> she also has pretty terrible wedding advice, so that's probably why. But it was really funny. I was like, okay, this is absolutely hilarious. Go, Amanda, go. Yeah, and this is the first time I notice it, but I noticed it throughout the episode. And unfortunately, I have to blame partly the director, who is Anson Williams, a.k.a. Potsy from Happy Days. Um, <laughs> the pacing is really off. Yeah. I, like, yeah. And, and it makes me remember that among like the craziness, the outlandish storylines, all the over-the-topness of the series in its early great years, it was never slow. It was never no. poorly paced. There was never a beat that was missed. Um, and like, so, you know, Amanda's trying to reassure Jane and she's saying it's just pre-wedding jitters and Jane sort of nods. And then the camera just sort of sits for a few seconds and then we go to the cold open. And it's like, this is dull. And the, you know, like they would always fade from something kind of significant going straight into the credits because they knew they had you and they knew they'd get you back after um, the rest of the episode began. And this episode is like, I should say all of these episodes, it's just kind of like placeholders. Um, And then we come back from commercial and something even worse has happened. Lexi and Ryan are apparently doing it all the time now. Yeah. Yeah. So when we left them, had they, I mean, I don't remember. I think this is, I think this is the actual timeline. So Lexi, Ryan was working late alone at the Amanda Woodward office, Lexi came over, seduced him because right, he's they, an idiot. They, do, they had sex on the desk. They had That's sex right, right, on, the, right. on, a man, on the desk in Amanda's office. Yes, in Amanda's office. And then Ryan showed up for Michael's bachelor party. Right. What also happened there is Michael wanted to go to Chicago, and so Peter gave him that sedative or shot or whatever that knocked right, him out. We right. don't really pick up on that. Um, meanwhile, that's the same time, that same night that Jane is kissing Alex in Chicago. So the episode begins the morning after. So we've already had planes coming and landing in LA, Michael coming to and not wondering about what happened the night before. And apparently also after the bachelor party, Lexi has come over to Ryan's at Melrose and they've had more sex overnight. 
Somehow Lexi and Ryan hook up. Okay, because I was really confused by that. And I couldn't sort of piece the put the pieces together from last week's episode to this week's episode. So thank you for that. Thank you. You are you're well, I'm doing the math in my head too. So appreciate it. But it's doing it for me too. (laughs) So but okay, here's the thing, and you asked this question. I think it was last week. Yes, it was last week. Because that's when Lexi was giving Megan more work. So Megan would be busy and she was going to go after Ryan. And so the question is, is she trying to make Megan upset? And I said, I didn't think so. I think it's just creating chaos for Amanda and Kyle by getting to the brother-in-law slash brother. But if she's coming to Melrose Place, and, and as we'll see, like she's trying to, she's like, putting her clothes on, but opening the window first. Yeah, she, yeah. Like, who is she really trying to disturb? And my, I guess my answer is everyone else on the show. Exactly, exactly. And Ryan, his behavior is also weird at that. Well, too. he's like, so different she, all the time because he's just yeah. so stupid. Yeah, he is stupid. But so she's kind of like opening the blinds and getting dressed. And he's like, somebody could see you. And she's like, who cares? And he's like, and but so I'm, so I'm like, does he care if Megan sees her? Why is he sleeping with her? Like, it just was sort of, I don't quite know. Once again, we're left sort of scratching our heads going, I don't yeah. understand this dynamic. What are they trying to hide and who are they trying to hide it from? Are they even trying to hide it? Because sometimes they are and sometimes they're not. Yeah, because she even, I think, hints at something about how she like wants them to be their little hot secret. So we we see the like there she's in Ryan's apartment the morning after, and then Kyle is knocking because they're doing the early morning basketball thing. So he asks Lexi to hide in the bedroom, which she does. But, you know, Kyle, Kyle, who's like randomly smart this season, is like <laughs> there's a catching the <laughs> some evidence. And he's like, oh my God, there's a girl here. And then he's like, is it Megan? And Ryan's like, uh, and he's like, it's Lexi. And like, <laughs> you really made that jump real quick. There's how many millions of women in your city? And your brother probably has moves. Um, and you jump to it being Lexi. But then it's even better because then he goes, my new waitress. <laughs> <laughs> So then Kyle is playing like good big brother and he's like, oh, okay, you look like you're really not feeling well. So I'm going to go now. We're not going to play basketball. And then Lexi comes out and that's when she gets dressed right in front of the window. Um, And they mention that Ryan is going to Jane's wedding later that day, but Lexi has not been invited. But uh, I mean, like, there's kind of no more reason for Ryan to go than Lexi. Well, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, why would Ryan even be invited? I mean, has Ryan met Michael before the bachelorette party the night before? Has he met? Jane, just because Amanda happens to be in the wedding party, you know, whatever. But um, we're going to say the word wedding so many times this episode. Um, But anyway, so then Kyle is going back downstairs and he has this quick exchange with Eve and Peter because Eve has moved in and with Peter and Kyle is on to Eve that she's hiding something because she lied about her references. Um, and, And then we go back up to the of Ryan's apartment and Lexi is looking out at Peter with Eve and, and says like uh, something like, are you okay letting him go? And she says something about how like he's garbage and she hates him. Something like that. <laughs> I may be, I may be <laughs> really paraphrasing. paraphrasing. <laughs> um, and then Amanda goes to Michael's who is, Michael's still in day clothes, right? He's not in his tux yet. 
I think. And she's like, Jane is here and everything is okay and she's fine. Just do your part and show up at the church. And then, I don't know how much time has gone by, but all of a sudden, Ryan is now at Lexi's, wherever she lives in that, like, marina apartment. And she's getting dressed up for this business dinner she claims to have. And then she says, you know what? I don't have this business dinner. And why do you have to go to the wedding? And we can have a lot of fun here. And they start getting frisky as Megan comes over to drop some stuff off. And she lets herself in. So now Ryan has to hide and overhear their conversation. Megan talks about how she's on her way to the wedding and she's going to swear off men for a bit because, you know, Ryan is bad news. He's just so arrogant and it was horrible. And as much as I think Ryan is a, like kind of lame I don't know where all of this animosity for Ryan that Megan has comes from because he said some dumb things and she's also kind of triggered him to say some dumb things. Mm-hmm. It's, mostly just her like the misplaced like sexual tension except there's no real chemistry and there's no real interest for the dance that they're doing so i don't i don't care but ryan does hear her say all of this and um and i guess it's around this point where i start thinking i actually want ryan and lexi to be the couple because they're both so lame and I don't care about either of them they enough that I just lame together. shunt them together yeah. to the side and maybe if them just write them off together. Yeah, maybe they'll just go away somewhere. Yeah, like move next door to Rhonda or something, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, exactly, because we never saw her again. No, once you move, that's all. That's it. Um, <laughs> maybe, okay, so... Maybe they'll kill them off. <laughs> now, Michael... I know! Maybe there's an earthquake. Uh... And now Peter and Michael are dressed up for the wedding and Michael is like saying his vows, which is basically like, you are my first wife. You're my last wife. I hope I don't cheat on you or something like that. Um, and Peter's like, those vows suck. Um, I'm going to help them. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Mr. Romantic. Oh, okay. um, and, and two observations here. One is that I continue to really like the scenes of the two of them together, which are kind of like, they're not fourth wall breaking, they're not meta, but I really feel like you see Thomas Calabro's and Jack Wagner's real personalities injected into all of these scenes. And I don't know if there's some ad-libbing or if the writers just know very well how to write for their like bro sense of humor or what. I also get this sense from the actors that they're in sort of like, I don't give a fuck land. They all are. Right? Yeah. yeah. And these two guys are just kind of like, when they get into their scenes together, that's when they kind of let loose and have fun. I think so. I think that's absolutely right. They They lean and they just lean right in here. Yeah, because when they're together, there's an energy that is lacking in all the other scenes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the other uh, observation is uh, Peter has grown out his hair and it now looks a little nicer again. Yes, I agree with that. He he always looked better with a little shaggy, shaggy. Yeah, hair. a bigger kind of bigger helmet. Yeah, um, it works for him. Yeah. Um, so farewell to the Gwyneth haircut. Um, okay, and uh, this pains me to say, but now we have a scene of Amanda is getting Jane ready. I mean, Amanda is the best friend ever at this point, and uh, we never knew her to be like this. And she's putting the veil on Jane. Jane is wearing the wedding dress that Alex designed and gifted to her. It is the ugliest wedding dress ever. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, Maybe I mean, great. it's probably a little of its time, but it's not It's not nice. Um, and Jane is, like, really having, like, 
a breakdown. She's yeah. fanning herself, and eventually she collapses on the bed. And <laughs> and it's very like screwball comedy esque, but but Josie Bissett really can't sell it. It's not. It's really out of her comfort zone, and it's like a sad thing to watch because you wish it were easier for her and for us to see. Yeah, for for everyone involved, yes. <laughs> uh, and so here we are again. Keep in mind, we still haven't even had our first commercial post-credits. But here we are at the wedding we've been waiting for and questioning. Um, and it's a church full of people. We later learned it's 150 people. 150 people at this last minute do. I mean, and we what? have Jane's parents, Yep. but not Jennifer or Billy and not Mrs. Mancini, Valerie Harper. Who would have been a welcome addition to this? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And it like, really would have injected more of that energy we were just talking about that's just otherwise lacking. Um, and it comes up a bit later, but also Jane's birth mother, Donna Mills, is not here. But there's a shout-out that comes later on. Um, and Michael's waiting, and they're waiting, and I guess they've been waiting for a little bit. And then some guy at the back of the church gives Peter a sign that the limo has just pulled up. They cue the music, and all we get is Amanda, who does the long march down to Here Comes the Bride. All but just herself. to say, just to say, with no further context, that she's sorry, but Jane is not coming. So then we get this long scene, and here's another thing of like it feeling forced. It doesn't work. The pacing is all off. It was this. This part was terrible. They it's really gone. awful. They should have just gone straight to commercial. Yeah. But Michael has like he like tries to say something. He tries to like vamp and tell a joke, and he says, "Sorry, that's too dirty. I'm in a church." And he tries to say something else, and he goes, "Never mind. It's awkward, and it's not at all the world of Melrose that we know. It's not at all the style uh, of their." Their energy, their pacing, their humor, their whatever you want to call it, it's not it's not there. Like you said, no need to dwell. It's terrible. <laughs> back from commercial, Michael's back at his apartment. He's wearing scrubs. I guess he's getting ready for work. So Jane finally returns to him. She knocks on the door. He opens it, starts to apologize, and he slams it shut. Which was great. She not, she not, it is good. She knocks again and comes in and explains that she was having a panic attack and blah, blah, blah. And, like, you know, she says she still believes in him and wants to marry him. But, you know, her excuse is like, you know how I get. I'm so work-obsessed, which is not really a thing I've known of her. Uh, and they've already used that excuse on Samantha, which was also not true. Um, it's just dumb. And it's like, you know, when like nothing about this storyline works. And do you remember when in season two, Allison and Billy had their wedding and she ended up climbing out the window? Yes. And they spent like half a season building up to it with her dad and her going to therapy and all that stuff and everything built and everything paid off and it was great. And you didn't even realize it until you watched how much they could bungle a similar storyline in a half season now. That's all. Yeah. They have bungled the storyline. Yes. They, it didn't have great potential because it was the outcome we kind of all saw coming, but they bungle it and we're not even done guys. Cause there's more, <laughs> but wait, there's more. So yeah. Amanda comes to Kyle's and it's like, I never know what time of day it is because typically no one is at work. Um, and he tells Amanda now about how he has some doubt about Eve because of her fake references. And now he's starting to think she's a big fat liar about everything. And she tells him to calm down. And then she's like, and I have to talk to Peter about something. And Peter is apparently just sitting there 
having lunch. I don't know. Uh, and she says, I need you to help with Jane. Now, if they could have even given Amanda a line that was like, my account with Alex Bastion relies on everything working out here or something, it would have made a bit more sense. Otherwise, now Amanda is more loyal to Jane than she's even been to herself. Um, yeah. And But she's like, I need you to help me with Jane. She wants you, she wants him to try and get Michael to rethink giving Jane a second chance. And so then we go to the hospital and I guess hours have passed. It's later. Michael is leaving in OR, I presume, with Nurse Amy and they're saying something and then Peter comes by and, you know, he's got his like lab coat over a shirt, a white button down shirt and, and says, I need you to help me with something. And Michael's like, all right, fine. And Peter's like, it's important. It's an Italian patient. And he takes him into the chapel and guess what? It's their wedding part two. <laughs> so it's 150 Jane. people are scrunched into the little the little chapel. Yes. Uh, yeah, because it looks like it's every like where did all of these people come from? Uh, Eve is there. She puts the the tuxedo jacket on Peter. Um, Jane's parents are there. It's it's Amanda and Kyle and Ryan and Megan are all there. They're all there. Um, and she she like pleads with him and she says that Michael is her one true love. Um, and you know so so here we are they're they're gonna do it and go forward with the marriage and michael was like hesitant but he gives in and you know there's a funny moment where he's like i don't even know what to say and then the minister goes you could try your vows dr mancini <laughs> and so he gives him his vow and like they run they like race through all of the vows um and they're trying to have fun here and it still doesn't fully work um and and so then finally there they are they get married so fooled us right we were waiting <laughs> to see if this wedding was going to go off with or it was going to happen and first segment no wedding second segment oh my god they got wedding after all how you know unorthodox of them and it <laughs> looks like we must be done with alex bastian as well well just wait so here we are at Kyle's because, of course, that's where the reception is. And I guess they were able to put everything together a day later because there's a cake and there's a band and everything. So first we have Jane's mom asking to cut in and dance with Michael, but she doesn't say much, which is a lost opportunity, given that he's been married five times or six times and three of them have been to her daughters. Um, and then Jane cuts back in. And then Alex Bastian shows up. Um, and yeah, where'd he come from, right? Yeah, and how did he know? I know, how did he know to go to bed? Yeah, exactly, because obviously it was the next day. I assume the wedding reception, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, so many questions, but anyway, who cares? Okay. Yeah, yeah, so he's there, and, and Kyle leaves him to talk to Amanda, and she's like, Oh, what are you gonna try and do now to win Jane over? Um, and he's like, Look, there's nothing left, she made her choice, her, her choice, I give up. Um, he's like, And you don't have to worry, I'm not taking my business away, um, yet, yet, yeah. And then Lexi shows up because I guess Megan told her that the wedding has been pushed back a day. And she's like, why don't you be my date since I'm swearing off men for a minute? Um, and then we see Amanda 
telling Eve that, you know, you really screwed up with these fake references because they've opened up uh, this whole rabbit hole for Kyle. And she goes, once he digs, he'll find out about me. Whatever that means, we don't get anything more there. No, and we we still don't know how Eve and Amanda know each other. We don't. We don't know what the connection is. We don't know what the history is. We don't know what the finding out uh, about Amanda is. Still nothing more there. And uh, Eve doesn't really seem too worried. And Amanda says, I will handle it. Just don't do these foolish things anymore. And that's, I think, essentially the last thing we even see of Eve. Um, Unless it's maybe in crowd scenes. Can we just say, too, once again, they have plastered that actress's makeup on her face. Oh, yeah. She is wearing the thickest, thickest makeup. And nobody else on the show is made up like that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's uh, maybe she's last on the makeup call sheet, and they just. I don't uh, know. Dabble it's a, I think like, that's actually is, how it works. It is like it is distracting. <laughs> I know because because I keep hearing about it. There is so, so much. It it's distracting. But anyway, okay, moving on. Yeah, not much. Not much. Uh, more happens there. Okay, so Michael finally sees Alex and tells him to get lost. And Alex says he wants to have a dance with Jane. And he taunts Michael and about like what he and Jane might have been doing in Chicago. And Michael's like, it doesn't matter, because now we're married. There's nothing you could say. He's like, even kissing? And Michael's like, it doesn't matter. He goes, even if I'm saying there were tongues involved? And Michael gulps and takes the bait. He's like, yeah, even then. But something has sunk in with with michael so eve said oh i guess this is is, uh, another thing with eve she says something to peter about michael is so shallow but his vows were really good so i think she's even on to peter having written those vows Mm -hmm. which i'm not even sure i see peter being capable of but but bygones um and at one point and then like lexi just like strikes through and warns Eve about moving in with Peter because, you know, once he's got you, he moves on to the next one or something. I mean, it was like, something like he's all about the chase and once yeah. he gets you, he'll move. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, oh, she, why doesn't she just like shave her head and call herself Lexi Luther? And um, Lexi is perpetually drunk at this point. Like, she, it's always like, she's always, she's always, lit. she's always acting the way Allison acted when she was drunk, but, but it's often like, yes, you could say she's at a wedding. She's drinking a lot, but she's like perpetually acting overserved, but like emphasis just on like the surly part of it. Um, like if you're a bad drunk. So yeah, but that's, that's what we get with Lexi all the time. Yeah. Um, and then Ryan has been dancing with some stranger, someone we've never seen. And Lexi cuts right in and starts dancing with him. Um, and, you know, again, talking to him with true disdain. Um, and then she, they, they like start to get a little agitated at each other, and then like Lexi kind of like storms off. And Megan sees this while she is dancing with Doctor Visconti, who has been here for all of it. He was at the first <laughs> wedding, he was at the second wedding, and now he's here at the reception. Um, so she's catching on to something, I suppose, with Lexi and Ryan. Meanwhile, Ryan caught what Lexi was putting down, and he goes into the ladies' room to yell at her because she's baiting him. And then she's like, yeah, well, it worked because you're here. Now have sex with me. And despite his initial protest, he basically just starts going at it. Yeah. You know, and she like tears open his shirt. And because they're in the ladies room, of course, Megan walks in and sees them. And then she storms out. And then Ryan bemoans how stupid he is and makes a silent promise to himself, I'm sure, not to change a thing. (laughs) 
And okay, so so we don't see Megan for a while. We don't see her through what transpires next, but she's doesn't seem to have just gone home. Um and Michael was watching Jane dance with Alex. And this is when Jane says something about her birth mother couldn't attend the wedding. Don't know why. Uh, but she sent her pearls as a like apology and gift because she couldn't make it. And, you know, and I'm like, so you know enough to have a callback to her mom, but no direct callback to so we're Sid. We're not talking about Sid. Um, and, and Alex keeps laying it on thick with Jane and, and like Jane stopped dancing with him. And so then Peter gets up to make a toast and, you know, everyone's like speech. And then Michael gets up and he's like, we're honeymooning in Cabo and they're joking. But then like a seething Michael starts embarrassing Jane and in front of everyone asking about what she did in Chicago and how she had done it with Alex eight years earlier. Um, And Alex is very like happily watching this all take place right in front of him. Um, and then he asks how Alex was in bed and Jane, who's already been like, Michael, stop this has had enough. And she slaps him and walks out. And then we see her like leaving Kyle's in her wedding dress. But instead of going to the limo, there happens to be a taxi right next to the limo. And she goes in there like, you know, like rearranging her wedding dress. Yeah. So she so falls she can in fit. the taxi. She like literally falls. In yeah. The taxi. Like floating. Yeah. 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 And, <laughs> and here's the thing. No one has chased after Jane to see how she is until Alex Except runs Alex, out yes. <laughs> and sees her getting into the taxi. And then he's like, and then she's like, you know what? Let's just go to his place. And they drive off and she throws the bouquet out the window. Cut to commercial. We get back and now drunk Mike, everyone has gone home. Drunk Michael is still there singing into an empty bottle of champagne with the band who like still has 10 more minutes left on the clock. Um, and then Megan, who is drunk also, but I don't know where she got drunk because she doesn't seem to know about anything that happened at the I remainder of the reception. Drunk downstairs at the bar at Kyle's? I guess, but like really, wouldn't you have heard? something wouldn't you have seen jane running out like i don't know know. did she like go to another bar to drink and then come back i don't know but megan comes back she's drunk she doesn't know what's been going on but he fills her in and they start dancing and they're both drunk dancing and and then she talks about how she was so disappointed to see ryan and lexi because she's like michael do you know that jane slept with alex and he goes i know she goes did you see it did you see the flesh flapping the way i did with ryan and lexi um and and drunk megan actually talks like Alyssa milano does though like i noticed the that the way memory serves um oh okay do you mean inflection they, or do you do you mean like lines a kind of the pronunciation of the lines. Like okay. there's a thing they're doing, like the way they're holding their lips and saying things. And it was like normal speech for Alyssa Milano, but, but it's not normal speech for I see. Yeah, Kelly Rutherford. Okay. Yep, yep, but yep, it I is see. when she's I doing see. like drunk voice. Yeah. Um, and they drink, they like drink, dance drunk and then like just fall. Um, so now Jane is at Alex's and she's popping some pills for like the, Headache, I guess she expects to have or already has. And he says he wants to be there for her. So this is essentially the culmination of what Alex has been maneuvering, I guess. I guess this is him finally getting what he wants. And he tells her to go up and take a bath. And she goes upstairs and sees a room that's full of his original line. The one that he 
said he was abandoning and she needed to join him in Chicago to help him replace. And she realizes all at once it was all just a decoy to get her alone and get her away from Michael and make Michael jealous and maybe kiss her. And maybe he really thought that they could go further. I don't know. Um, but she's on to him and he comes upstairs and sees she's in the room and, and he protests that Michael doesn't love her and he does. And she walks away and, I don't think I thought this time, but I remember thinking the first time she's in that big old wedding dress and we have a big shot of her descending the stairs. And I thought she was going to fall or get pushed or something was going to happen, but that doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen. She, she just leaves because then he really insults her and he says, your talent isn't your design ability. It's your body. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I hate you. Goodbye. I'll see you when you're wearing polyester in hell or something like that. Yeah. I kind of like that line. It was a good line. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's it. Like she, like, it's not like she ended up actually sleeping with Alex. It's not like maybe she and Alex do have a relationship because Michael was so gross at the reception. It's not like Alex turns out to be so bad. Like he pulls a Richard Hart or something and like kidnaps Jane or proves to be psychotically obsessed. No, Jane's able to make an escape. It's just the new marriage with Michael looks doomed from the start. Yeah. So she leaves. And now drunk Megan and Michael are back at Melrose and they're doing like some semi-funny drunk business together. Again, Thomas Calabra wears this stuff pretty easily. Um, And here's another example because they're setting up something to happen at the end of the episode and it's very labored what we're doing going on with the remainder of our characters here at the complex. So Megan says she knows how to get to the roof, which is a neat callback, I guess, to that uh, blackout episode two or three weeks back. Um, And they start loudly walking up the stairs and she peeks to see if Ryan is home. And then she throws herself at the door, which of course hurts her, but doesn't open the door. So then drunk Michael breaks it down and then they go in. And of course they like fall over one of his pieces of furniture, like a little dresser. Um, And the scene is very slowly paced. So off screen, Michael is getting some beers and we just see Megan like picking herself up. It's very sluggish. And then they start to head up to the roof and she's like, this is how we get up. And it's like, wasn't Michael once the super? Doesn't he know that there is a roof that one can access? And um, then Jane, who, I mean, has made the best time of anyone across L.A. all day, um, <laughs> is in Amanda's apartment. She's in Amanda's bedroom with her while Kyle's, I guess, just hanging out in the living room. And she's explaining things to Amanda and bemoaning her life. And, you know, she's like, Again, I've ruined Amanda my life. Great best friend, yeah, best I've ruined friend, my, right? Yeah, she's like, <laughs> I've ruined my job. I've ruined my marriage. And Amanda is like, well, oh, yeah. you were helped by others. Or she's like, <laughs> you were helped by many people or something like that. Um, and uh, I think we cut to... Michael and Lexi, excuse me, Michael and Megan on the roof. And Michael is just drunk talking. He says, like, Lexi seems like the dirty talking type. You know, like, Michael is helping her by just saying whatever he can to, you know, like, badmouth Ryan and badmouth Lexi. And Megan admits that she finally wanted to tell Ryan how much she cared about him. And Michael goes, Ryan is a terrible person, which is funny because it's so based on nothing. Um, (laughs) And he goes, and you're wonderful and you don't deserve that. And then we see Ryan start trudging up 
to his apartment. So I don't know where he's been this whole time. Um, and he sees that it's been busted into. And then Megan has decided that she and Michael should move their chairs to the other side of the roof, just so it's away from Ryan's apartment. But she also can't open her chair. So she ends up just like laying on Michael's chair and like snuggling with him. And now Jane is back in Amanda's bedroom. And she says she never wants to see Michael's face again. She's like, even if Alex said something to set Michael like off, it doesn't matter. She never right. wants to see Michael again. And Michael is on the roof bemoaning how it's his wedding night, but he's not having sex. Like, even on a night now, like when he should be like mortified and upset, he's like ever the horn dog. And he starts seducing Megan. And then we go back to Amanda and Jane's uh, in the room, and they're both eating ice cream. And Amanda starts defending Michael, and she's like, are you sure? And she, uh, Jane takes the rings off, and Amanda sees the inscriptions, and it's like, first love, last love, forever love, or yeah. something like that. And, you know, Amanda's like, talk to Michael and work it out. Meanwhile, Ryan knocks at the door, and Kyle opens it, and he tells Kyle about how, like, someone has broken into his apartment. And then Megan and Michael are kissing on the roof, and she says, like, that's worth 20 bucks, because they're, like, making a reference to her hooker past, which, when you said something about it to Ryan, and he didn't have just the right reaction, it bothered you, whatever. Whatever. Uh, They start undressing. Meanwhile, Jane gives Amanda her rings. Oh, sorry. That didn't happen before. It happens now. And that's when Amanda looks at the inscription. <laughs> uh, Amanda's like, talk to him. And then crash. <laughs> Michael and Megan, half-dressed, crash through the roof onto Amanda's bed. Amanda and Jane are able to like both fly off in time so they don't get crushed. Uh, Ryan and Kyle come running in to see what happens. And, you know, then even like the bed itself gives way under them. And it's like... <laughs> Oh, what a what a mess we have all gotten ourselves into. But it just took us way too yeah. long to get here. Yeah. And incidentally, and no one else will remember this but me, but that was also a fairly well-known plot device that happened on a season finale of L.A. Law, like seven or eight years prior, where uh, Corbin Burnson's character was having sex with someone, and then the whole uh, ceiling crashed into Jill Eikenberry's office. And it was a big thing at the time. Um, so like Melrose, like you get like a B minus for effort, which is almost more than, than the rest of your episodes have gotten. Uh, but yeah, emphasis on the effort. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, the wedding finally happened and we didn't think it was going to work out. And to quote what? Kimberly once said, it's not what you think. It's worse. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, where else? Like, where can we go from here? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like the, not the bright spot, a saving grace, I suppose, is that we just didn't dwell on Eve being crazy and unstable and Peter asking a thousand questions. Um, Look, the Lexi stuff is terrible. Ryan and Lexi is terrible. All the stuff with Alex Bastion was terrible. That's all. That's all. And I guess that's it for Jane's parents. So hello and goodbye, Ken Howard and Gail Strickland. <laughs> Sayonara. 
Well, and sayonara to the block. I think we're going to head over to Hollywood. Yeah, Boulevard. I mean, not forever, <laughs> just for the week. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see what pun intended the fallout is for Michael and Jane. But yeah. but uh, otherwise, we're going to race to the future and then talk about uh, some stuff on Hollywood Boulevard. And I don't think you want to miss this because I think Karen and I are going to have a very spirited conversation uh, about what you'll just have to see. Someone's about to get bitchy. Yeah, I don't even know which one. I know. Who? Who? Which one of us? Um, I bet you guys have an idea. Come on <laughs> over to the boulevard and see for yourself, though. Uh, you guys take care, and we will see you next week back on the block. Yeah.